0: Not a, good, not a good result. I'm Bobby Burton uh, with Rod Babers of Inside Texas on Texas Football Post Game Show. Uh, Rod uh, with me today. Uh, Rod, you know what it's like to play in Lubbock. Uh, give, us your, give us your immediate thoughts.
1: Uh, hey, for the record, I lost in Lubbock in 2002 to Cliff Kingsbury and Wes Welker. So just for the record, I'll throw it out there for disclosure. Um, but I, honestly, I'm going to give a lot more props to Joey McGuire. Okay, Bobby, you've been watching football for a long time. When's the last time you saw a coach go for fourth down eight times? Go for it on fourth down eight times, converted six of them. I believe four of those came on this on three touchdown drives. Uh he kept drives alive. He was playing a different game than Steve Sarkeesian was playing. And he and the thing about it, he decided early in the game. Early in the game, he went for right on the first drive. He went for fourth down, I think, twice early on in the game and decided, no, no, this is the style that we're going to play. I'm going to be a riverboat gambler today. And he reminded me of that uh, that Vegas casino gambler that <laughs> that just kept you know rolling the dice and kept going all in. And he didn't really, I don't think he really profited from it until the end of the game. He just kept breaking even. He just kept trying kind to of break even all throughout the game, and then finally, I think it broke through because hey, it ended up paying off. Because, uh, like I said, he was playing—he was playing four down football, and everybody else was playing three down football for the most part. It was yeah, a brilliant strategy. I, it could have blown up in his face, but it didn't.
0: I, I tell you what, uh, Donovan Smith—we uh, heard how he turned the ball over, uh, played a near perfect game uh, in most regards, uh, no turnovers. Did have a fumble, but jumped right back on it. Uh, that, that fumble, the Longhorns had their chances in this yep. game. Uh, yep. Just did not make plays, particularly on defense. Uh, the offense sputtered for most of the second half. Uh, even Texas had the ball and up 10 and immediately turned it over on downs uh, in, the, in the second half after uh, the Red Raiders failed on one of their fourth down conversions. Later in the second half, uh, Red Raiders got inside, uh, goal to go. The Longhorns stopped them on fourth down. Uh, Texas tech though, three and out for Texas, Texas tech got it back, got the ball back, went down and scored again. Uh, Texas gave up 17 unanswered points in the second half. Uh, and then, uh, with 20 second, 21 seconds remaining, uh, you know, Hudson card found, uh, <laughs> found, uh, wow. a, a couple of great a one great pass to Tariq Milton, his first catch of the year. Uh, just a, a big, Big deal. Uh, I need to say this. The postgame show is brought to you by uh, Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime real estate expert. Uh, please con- ter- contact her if you're looking to move to Austin. Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Rod, I, I look, uh, I, it's, it's a game of missed chances. Um, Texas, Looked like they had uh, even even on the go ahead field goal drive. Not only did they uh, pop a ball loose that Donovan Smith uh, got back on top of, uh, they also had a fourth down earlier in that drive. Uh, that uh, or later in that that resulted in a fourth down conversion by Donovan Smith
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, on to Miles Price. Um, you know, in all, uh, Rod, I don't know what the answer is here, uh, but it's not more the same. Tech passed the ball 56 times today, averaging only 5.9 in attempt. But I think the M.O. is out on Texas. Nickel and dime them. Just nickel and dime the Texas defense, Texas defense and try to walk down the field because, you know, Pete Kwiatkowski uh, may play bend but don't break. It's exactly what uh, Jeff Trailer tried to do a week ago and had some success. Um, so it's it's very interesting to me. Uh, Where Texas goes from here, it's a disappointing loss uh, in Lubbock altogether. Uh, Rod, what were your biggest factors in the game? Uh,
1: Well, I think you're right. Defensively, uh, they definitely came after Texas, right? They challenged Texas uh, in coverage. And uh, we had been really complimentary of Texas in coverage so far, but they really hadn't been challenged. And Texas Tech decided to do that, and particularly the linebackers. In covers. They wanted to attack the central nervous system of the Texas deep Texas pass defense. It's exactly what they did. Go look at those late drives. How many of those big catches down there, uh, you know, in, inside the hashes right inside the numbers uh, deep down the field uh, with the tight end thought. Uh, they made a lot of big plays and I think they wanted to attack those safeties, especially when they wanted, when Texas wanted to play too high and get those safeties deep, they went attack in the middle of the field. So I think they, they exposed a couple of things defensively. They exposed yeah. that the linebackers can be exploited in coverage. That was easy. We saw that multiple times, right? We saw that when the running back caught the touchdown with the swing route out of the backfield. Also the late touchdown, uh, to Tharp, the tight end, uh, that's mostly on the linebackers in the intermediate range. They did a lot of damage there, and also I think they basically also exposed, like you said, you know, bend but don't break. Uh, you can really keep drives alive if you keep drives alive, and you can wear out this Texas defense. Test what Tech did; they wore off the Texas defense. I don't know how many plays I got to go back and look at it. How many plays the Texas defense was on the field for? But it was almost a blessing in disguise that. The more of you on overshone was out the first half because at least he wasn't worn out the entire second half because they wore out that Texas defense, Bobby. That was pretty obvious. Uh, so the depth of the Texas secondary, I think that was questioned as well because they just don't have the quality, talented depth uh, when you start looking at how many plays Texas Tech was able to have keep them on the field for. Um, 100 total plays Woo! All, uh, ran. And uh, did you know that Will Matthews said it was 130 plus degrees on the field?
0: Yeah, I, I te-
1: well <laughs> the Texas defense in the second half
0: wilted like it was. Yep. Um, you know, uh, t- to be real honest, Rod, uh the, the Wildcat, why did Texas try to go to the Wildcat um and and, and push that when Hudson was doing really well? Um, I, I think that, that there's a couple things here. One, the lone touchdown for Texas in the second half came off of 21 personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two backs in the backfield. Bijan took the ball down the right. Right sideline, yes. um, so don't don't think that uh, it was uh, a scenario where uh, Hudson was just moving the team. He was uh, moving the team well, but he had a couple of third down uh, uh, conversions. But then he stopped making the third downs. Whether Tech dialed up better pressure or Tech started uh, uh, doing something differently, I'm not sure. But Hudson lost that third down momentum. Uh, yes. Just uh, looking at the stats right now, I mean Texas finished three of nine on third down. Yeah, which not, was a not problem. good.
1: Yeah, that was uh, a Tech finished seven of
0: twenty, but they were six of eight on fourth down.
1: Yeah, so they were seven of twenty, but six exactly, right? So they ended up almost kind of being close to fifty percent on third and fourth down. combined. remember that's what Sark said early this week. He said when he looks at third down, he looks at it in the totality of the circumstance, and oftentimes he's thinking about if this is two down territory. uh, But in this game, Texas only been one for two on fourth down. And think about it, guys you talking about that Texas defense being worn out, defending 100 plays. How many of those plays – I'm going to go back and calculate it. How many of those plays came when they converted a fourth down and kept a drive alive? I mean, Joey McGuire's entire game plan was built on risk, all right? it Not, not, not risk analysis, not calculated risk, just straight-up risk. We're going for it every damn time. Even my wife said at one point, she was like, oh, my goodness. Is he going for it again? I – Bobby, I've never seen anybody go for it eight times on fourth down in the NFL or in college. You got to go to some high school uh coach where he's just being some, you know, uh, crazy mad scientist where they go for it this much. You Sark couldn't game plan for this cuz he never thought it would happen, and that's ultimately why the defense got worn out, guys. Think about it. There's a I bet they added 20 20 more plays, 20 25 more plays potentially after those fourth down conversions oh, kept I, drives alive.
0: I think it's more than 20. Right, Um, Because he went for it on the first drive alone. He went for it with six, the first six plays in the, in the drive. And they ended up, I think it was a 13 or 14 play drive. Exactly. Um, And so, you know, Texas has to find a way to get off the the, the thing. Uh, Rod, do you ask Quentin asking a question here that I think is a legitimate one. Texas lost the same way last year. Couldn't sustain drives after half. In turn, defense suffers. I have to say this, I thought that the that the offense actually did do a little something, at least in the second half, uh, but then they got backed up and couldn't find their way with the backup quarterback in, in, in for most of the second half, and I don't necessarily think that the defense played lights out in the first half either, even though Texas did have a 10-point
1: lead going into half. Yeah, that's a great point, and I agree with you. I think it may come down to <laughs> no matter how – you know, infatuated we are with, you know, Texas quarterbacks that you're not good enough to go on the road in a tough environment yet. You're not good enough yet to go on the road in a tough environment versus a a decent to quality opponent with and win with your backup quarterback, because essentially that's what Hudson card is for you. And I think that's the reality of it. If you want some solace and, and perspective on it. You're just not that good yet. Now, one day, and the truth is you were almost good enough to go beat Bama with your backup quarterback for half of that game, right? Because there's no transitive property really in football. But I think that's the truth of it, too, is that ultimately Texas offense had limitations in this game. And they were exposed by what may end up being a pretty good defense by Texas Tech. They made some plays.
0: Yeah. Texas tech, uh, did not do much, uh, there in the, the, I did not give up much. They were, they were nails for a good portion of the game. Uh, Texas uh, could not find a way, uh, to get, uh, the ball into the hands of its playmaker, Bijan Robinson. I'm not so sure that Bijan wasn't suffering still from a little bit of an a- injury. Uh, but, uh, you know,
1: uh, why can't you sustain a drive?
0: I, I will give this, I will say this, and we haven't mentioned it yet. Okay. Two things that I noticed, um, Xavier Worthy injured yep. out the entire second half. Did that hurt Texas yes. in their offensive game plan? Yes. yes. Uh, also, Mora Ojomo, I did not see play at all today. That would have been a big – that. that's a big loss for a defensive end because, frankly, I saw Jet Bush lined up at defensive end uh, in crunch time uh, today uh, because Texas just didn't have the numbers at that position. Now, why didn't they go to Justice Finkley or Ethan Burke more? You know, maybe they wanted a, a upperclassman uh, with the game on the line. Uh, but uh, thanks, Quentin, for that for that uh, that that uh, super chat. Uh, you know, I I feel like injuries played a role here, but Tech had injuries too. Um, this was a bad loss, in my opinion, for the Longhorns. Um, no two ways about it. Had control of the game, had the ball and up ten in the third quarter. To start the third quarter and went four and out. Uh, you know, I. I I, I don't know exactly where the horns are going here, but this is one of the more disappointing losses of the of the Steve Sarkeesian uh, tenure at Texas. The Longhorns, I thought, uh, you know, even in the second quarter, I thought they flipped the switch on Donovan Smith and didn't give him life. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then from the second half of the second quarter, all the way through the first series of the second half, Texas turned him over or got, got him off the field. But then after that four and out, he came back and made it a one-score game every successive time he had the ball. Uh, And because of that, uh, Texas ends up losing 37-34 in overtime against Arkansas – or against uh, uh, Texas Tech on the road in Lubbock. Uh, Not a great uh, uh, job by the Longhorns. Uh, I think that you're you're right, Rod. Uh, The tight ends, if you look at the stat line right now – Matt, uh, our producer, if you'll bring up the stat line – Uh, the individual play stats for uh, the uh, uh, Red Raiders. I think they're they're tight ends alone, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, In the second half, I believe they had four catches for 65 for Baylor Cup. Uh, And then M. Tharp had one for 13. And then they started finding uh, Miles Price, 13 catches for 98 yards. He was their glue guy underneath Um, and that Zach Ketley likes in his offense. And he found a, a way in man coverage uh, to give Donovan Smith uh, a outlet. And the Longhorns just could not keep up. Um, Rod, I, I feel like, you know, how much is this? We've seen this story before uh, to you. Or did you see
1: something, anything that was a little bit different than a year ago? I I saw things that were different. I I still think there's growth with this program. Um, It's a disappointing loss. Um, I do think there's, like I said, I wonder whether the the Gary Patterson travel. Like, I don't know if he travels or not, but um, (laughs) there there were, there was a lack of adjustments. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Because I do think one, and like I said, I'll go back and track it. I think one of the big adjustments by Tech, they started attacking in, inside the numbers and started attacking inside the hashes and it started attacking the intermediate area of that defense and they figured they can they can really exploit there in the passing game and that's exactly what they did you talked about the tight ends and they did it a lot and we really went back there over and over again and then that really kind of ex- it opened up the rest of the passing game it got uh donovan smith in a rhythm um i think that also you started looking at Uh, other adjustments by Sark on the other side or lack thereof adjustments um they really didn't have the counter um and they they found it late I will admit that 46 yard drive in 21 seconds I don't that I gotta go back and look at and see what uh Texas Tech did or did not do um but that was really really impressive but for the most part uh they couldn't find a consistent counter to get the offense juice that's why they kept trying the wildcat And going back to it, they kept trying different things. They never really had the true counter for what Tech was doing. Tech did a really good job. They just became really, really aggressive. uh, And they really exposed a young, inexperienced offensive line, too, that had a ton of trouble trying to to run block and establish an identity on offense. And once Texas became not one-dimensional, but they didn't have a rhythm in the running game, you're going to overburden Hudson Card and ask him to do way too much. I think that's ultimately what happened.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're, I'm looking at MJ Allen. Texas mismanaged the game in the second half, especially on defense. Uh, you know, I, I feel like in, whether or not – first of all, thank you for the super chat. It's nice. But I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily them losing the aggressiveness on play calling as much as the plays just weren't there. They could never really get anything going consistent in the run game. Exactly. In the In the second half from the – basically after Bijan's big run – Texas, I don't think popped another run for more than four yards the rest of the night, yeah. or the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. So it's one thing to to be aggressive. It's another thing, and maybe they lost a little bit of their aggressiveness uh, because Xavier Worthy's out of the game, and all of a sudden you don't have anybody to beat you over the top. Uh, and so, you know, I think you just hit uh, the I, nail on the
1: head, Bobby. That was it right there. You you just hit the nail on the head. Yep. Yeah. There was no threat of X Man, so you can load the box. I'll go hey. ahead and count it up, but I think you're right.
0: Here's the problem, though. Okay, you can't you can't put it all on that, and that's certainly not why they lost the game. Texas on third downs jumped off sides three times, two of which led to bombs, or you know, one of which led to it was third and twenty six pass interference. Yep, they would perfect. have never thrown that ball up had it been had it been uh, no one been on offside. The guy would have checked down. But instead, because it's third and 26, and he sees somebody jump offside, he's just going to throw it up and hope for a P.I. Yep. yep, Okay. So, third and 26. They end up with points off that. That's know, You know, it. I, you, know, you want to talk about how you get off the field? You don't make that mistake. And that was David Benda. Then there's a third and 10. Ryan Watts jumps offside. Then Ovia Gufou jumps offside. I don't know how to. Orion Watts jumped offside. That was the nice- no, I, I, I don't know that I've seen that five times in my life. <laughs> right? um, no, I agree. They, they got off the field on that one.
1: Yeah, um, I know that was a weird the, one too.
0: The point to your, I mean, what we're saying here is really pretty clear. Um, Texas literally couldn't uh, the other the other factor, they, they made some of their own mistakes and uh, they they have to lie in that bed of mistakes that they made because they lost in part because of it. Uh, but the other piece that i that I think of uh, as I'm I, you know, going through the game in my head that really uh, was had to be disappointing or disheartening, is, you know, Texas comes away with no turnovers. Third, three out of four games now, Texas had no turnovers. Um, and not good. Not good, Rod. Um, all right. hey, I want to add somebody in here. I want to add Paul Wadlington. he's He watched the game with us, Rod. Uh, he's of Inside Texas. Paul, how you doing, bud? I'm What's doing Bobby? good. What's going on, Bobby? What's up, Rod? How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Doing all uh, right. Good to see you, man. Paul, initial thoughts on the game?
2: Did we win? I didn't watch it.
1: You me to bring some levity to the whole situation, brother. We need well, that. Well, you can probably see from my name
2: that uh, I have some thoughts about the game. Uh, <laughs> that was a very disappointing loss. Uh, talk about a, a team loss. Uh, I will say one thing. I know. I know. In the preseason, we had a little bit of a debate. We're creating a little moderator content, Bobby, and uh, we asked the question: Other than the quarterbacks, who's the most important, invaluable? Sk- who's the most valuable skill position player on the Texas offense? The second half answered that question. It's Xavier Worthy. It's it's not Bijan Robinson. Uh, we have a replacement for Bijan. Uh, we don't have a replacement for Xavier. And, and you saw Tech really call out the dogs in that second half and press, bring heat. Uh, we weren't able to block on the inside, the interior. Uh, you know, Jalen Hutchings was, was a problem. He wasn't doing much. He was just active. He had a motor. You know, one of those plays, he, he got a pressure and a near sack. It was a lookout block. Like, you know, where you, you turn around to the quarterback and yell, look out, because you never touch the guy. And then another time, it looked like he beat Jake Majors and kind of split a late help from Hayden Connor. You know, inside pressure, you're up, you can't run an offense against inside pressure. If you get free, clean men running inside and you're trying to throw the ball, you will not throw the ball and you will not have an offense. And then without Xavier Worthy, I thought Texas, defense, Texas Tech defense just had no respect for the Longhorn offense. Um, I thought Sark called a great game in the first half. I thought we had wide open receivers running all over the field. It was just a matter of Hudson hitting him, Uh, and he did a pretty good job sliding around in the pocket and he climbed the ladder on, on a play and made a nice throw to Sanders. He, he scrambled decisively and converted third down after that in the second half though, you know, other than Texas tech calling off the dogs on that last possession in the fourth quarter, thankfully they did that played very loose coverage and, and gave Texas new life. Um, uh, I will say the one thing that kind of irritated me was situational football, right? Both at the player and coordinator level. Not sort of understanding the game situation. And that's what a lot of football games boil down to. You know, particularly a tight game on the road. Uh, Guys jumping off sides. PK playing fourth down, money downs. Like it's it's just a third down or a second down. You know, you've got to be able to winnow down what it is that offense is trying to do to you by the middle of that game, right, and have, have a strategy. You can't let a team go six of eight on fourth down against you. It's just not going to work.
0: I, I feel like, uh, you know, Rod and, and Paul, I feel like Texas looks at this game and it's it's one score loss on the road, first road, road game of the year. Um, there's going to be questions uh, to Steve Sarkeesian that he's going to have to answer uh, this week. What happened? This looked a lot like last year, um, whether it did or not. Uh, and you know, Rod says he saw, he thinks he's seen some growth. I think Paul, you and I have talked about it. We've seen some growth, but it's not fully baked. You know, they they've still got some issues. Rob, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about what Paul said about mindset change on fourth downs? Because that that kind of struck me as having some uh, a, a big kernel of truth to it.
1: No, I totally agree. It's it's interesting. That's why I wondered if if Gary Patterson actually made the trip. I don't know if he was he, he makes the trip. I don't know if he was on the sideline. I don't. I didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But it it did seem like situationally uh, that they weren't as exotic. They weren't as aggressive in those situations. And maybe you just never expect for a coach to go for it on fourth down eight times. I mean, guys, like I said, Paul, you tell me the last time you saw a coach, the college or the pro level, go for it on fourth down eight times. Because I, I don't remember it ever happening. It just. Doesn't happen. Uh, so it's hard to game plan for that. But that goes to you can be a great coordinator, meaning coming up with a game plan, creating a game plan. But football is the chess match within the game. You have to make adjustments and you have to be able to uh, come up with the creative counter. And maybe that's what you're talking about with PK, that he's got to understand what kind of game he's in and be able to adjust on the fly. Also, didn't get that from Sark. When X-Man goes down, you're supposed to be really good at scheming guys open, Right. Uh, you got to scheme these young receivers open uh, for a Hudson card, create those passing windows. I didn't see enough of that later on in the game when x Man went down, because I agree uh, with Bobby. I think that was a huge part. It was debilitating uh, to the offense when he went down because they could not lost that, that, that mathematical equation that is really tough for defense to solve. How do you stack the box and stop the run, also double x Man, and keep a safety over the top? Hey, can huh? I speak
2: to Rod? Rod made a really good point there. He he always does. But the the, the reason you don't see people go for it on fourth down eight times because because they went they got it six. You don't go for it eight times if you're zero and three. The first three times you go for it on fourth down, Or That's you're true. one and three. Good point. But if you keep converting it and you don't see anything substantively change in their defense, they're not honing in on the. I mean, look, Texas Tech to date, has shown one competency. Donovan Smith dropping back and throwing an accurate short ball. And that's it. That's all they've shown any competency to do all year. They, they do not have a good offense. And we allowed them to do the one thing that they demonstrated that they can do. And a lot of defense, as I hope Rod will attest, is at least making an offense play left-handed. Yeah. Like, Let's take away the one thing we know you can do and let's just see if you can do other things. And if you can do those other things, all right, well, now we got a football game. But let's see if we can take away that one thing. And this, was a, this, this is a Texas Tech group of quarterbacks who had thrown seven interceptions in three games, two pick sixes. These dudes, mm-hmm. their route tree is a palm tree. Hmm. You get my mm-hmm. drift. <laughs> so There was an opportunity, I think, to, to read some routes, some familiar routes. Miles Price caught 13 balls. And you might want to start jumping on those routes a little bit uh, because we were getting decent pressure. You know, it's not like you're going to get hung out to dry and exposed yeah. And Sometimes you got to take a little risk and, and try to make a play that's going to change the game. Uh, you know, the Texas tech red Raiders ran a hundred plays guys. That's right. And, and there, you know, you have to get yourself off the field on defense. That's I mean, at the end of the, the day. That's what you have to do. And, and Texas did not do that, unfortunately. Amen. All right.
0: Speaking to Rod Babers, uh, Longhorn X, uh, Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com, uh, breaking down the Texas loss, 37-34 in overtime uh, to uh, Texas Tech. Uh, I do want to uh, mention that, that last drive by Hudson Card. Um, no, Hudson Card is not as talented as, as, uh, as uh, Quinn Ewer's But I thought he played admirably I believe for most of the day, uh, he was late on an out route that I think could have moved the chains to Jordan Whittington, um, that would have been helpful. Uh, he made, but he did come back. He climbed the pocket to to Paul's point and delivered one to Casey Kane. That was a big third down conversion. Uh, the next third down, he had I think a twenty yard plus scamper for a first down on a third and ten, uh, and then at the end of the game, uh, at the end of regulation, uh, he throws you know leads them back to a three point. Uh, gets them in field goal range, and then Bert Auburn hits a field goal uh, with uh, time running out to put Texas into overtime. Of course, the very next time Texas touches the ball, Bijan B. Robinson uh, fumbles it uh, right out of the gate, which is just not what you want to see from a, a guy uh, that uh, you know gives you everything he's got, like Bijan. When
1: was the last time we saw Bijan fumble? Was the Iowa State game? What was the last time?
0: Well, I thought he fumbled going into the end zone last last week against UTSA. <laughs> uh, he recovered his own fumble. I don't know if you remember Okay,
2: that. you
1: might be right about that. Okay, there yeah. you, <laughs> you
2: know, if, if you watch that play, I was able to rewind it a couple of times. That was a great play by the linebacker. He was. Uh, he Krishan Merriweather, uh, you noticed that we did pick on Tech's linebackers a little bit in the passing game with our running backs. That was an early strategy in the, in the first half that was successful. Uh, but Krishan Merriweather, between the tackles, is a big physical dude. And when a when a linebacker just... Tops you shoulder and head right on the ball as you're kind of getting twisted. The ball's a little exposed, man. That's just, it was just a good play. And it was t- as bad luck. It was bad timing. What did strike me a little bit, and I'm not trying to pick on PK fully. This was a team loss in every sense. Um, the possession after talking about knowing a game situation, we- we've squandered our possession in overtime. What's Tech's goal. Yeah. Run the ball. Run the ball, kick the field goal. Yeah. So we play an honest box, two safeties deep, and we have DeMarion Overshone at the near the near the line of scrimmage. He lines up outside on the line of scrimmage. So we're running a five-one effectively. And he goes after the passer. And then we bring Jade Barron on the other side going after the passer. Uh, they run up, they run up on that weak side. Uh, we don't get a seal from the defensive, you know, the defensive line, I should say, get sealed and the game's over. And so situationally, you know, like, they're going to kick a field goal. They're going to run the ball. Your job is to inflict a negative play. The the odds are not in your favor. I'm not arguing that PK, like, had great options. But if now more than ever, you don't, I don't want to see two safeties deep. (laughs) I don't want to see corner blitzes like like he's gonna drop back I mean let's let's put eight on the line of scrimmage put a little defense in depth with two linebackers and try to inflict a negative three yard play and put tech in a little bit of a conundrum of okay now we might have to throw the ball maybe put the ball in peril like I understand the percentages at that point tech's gonna win the game more likely than not but do some things to help the percentages and I guess I wouldn't be so salty about it if I hadn't seen that the entire game on third and fourth down yeah so I
0: I think those are all fair points Paul Uh, you know I I feel like if if you look at Texas's defense it was certainly a a a performance that was not up to snuff uh 479 yards of total offense for the Red Raiders 38 of 56 from Donovan Smith uh, plus 148 yards rushing from the Red Raiders and I've got to say this where was the bad offensive line from Texas Tech? Because I didn't see it. We we we, we talked about a bad offensive line. Rod, what did you see a pass rush? I mean, I, I think they moved
1: him off his mark a little bit, but I certainly didn't see him get home at all. No, that was pressure. That was pressure. I think uh, you know Paul's right. They you know they emphasize a high percentage passing game to get the ball out, um, and he moves well. I mean, decently in the pocket. I mean, he's an agent of chaos. He's pretty. So I'll go back and look at the exact amount of number of pressures. Uh, They didn't necessarily get home a lot. Remember, they didn't get home a lot versus Frank Harris either, but they got a lot of pressures, right? They got around him a lot, and he was just able to make plays. Same thing here, man, with Donovan Smith. This was probably Donovan Smith, him. I got to go look at it. It looks like maybe his best game he's ever played so far. Um, And that shouldn't be the case considering going into this game, he had been one of the most mistake-ridden starting quarterbacks in the Big 12. And Texas could not force him to make a bad decision or a mistake, which means you know you were not able to confuse him, discombobulate him with your pre-snap looks and your post-snap looks. So uh, that's also concerning that you got to go back and look at Donovan Smith should not have been able to master your defense, which he did for most of the game.
0: I, I masters, I, I think that especially on fourth down, he, he pulled out some some plays that uh, that one completion to Don or to uh, Miles Price for a first. First down, uh, I thought was a big time play from him, fading away from it, giving himself some a little extra time to get his receiver open. Uh, was a nice, nice, uh, nice play. Uh, Post game show brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a long Time Austin real estate expert. Contact Laura at Andy Allen if you're moving to Austin or need to move within the city limits as well. Uh, Paul, I want to, before I let you go, I want to ask you one more question here, bud. Uh, as it relates to Texas and, and what Rod's talking about with the pressure, uh, what did you think of Jet Bush playing defensive end today?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that was probably a desperation deal because they, they run 100 plays and I think they're trying to get a blow. For Agofu and for Baron Sorrell. I think that's what that was about. Uh, I think they just asked him to do it. And, you know, there was actually one defensive set that we kept calling where the inside linebacker did line up outside. You saw Jalen Ford out there. Uh, In fact, one time they twisted us up and we had Jalen Ford ended up covering Miles Price in the slot. Not the matchup you want, right? Uh, you know, I thought that was just an all-hands-on-deck kind of deal. If, if they run 65 offensive plays, Bobby, that's probably not a thing, right? It's probably not a problem, probably not a deal. But, um, man, sometimes you got to save your own life on defense. And you can look at advanced statistics and per-play average. You know, per-play, if I told you before this game the Texas offense would average 7.1 yards per play and the Tech d- offense would average 4.8 What would you guess the score?
1: 30-17 Texas? Yeah, exactly.
2: But if you can't get off the field, if you can't save your own life, you lose the game. And that's how you lose it. I think the bummer to me is ultimately, you know, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. I I don't think that Texas Tech team is going to be playing for the Big 12 title. Let's just say that. No chance. I, I, don't, I don't think they're particularly good.
1: No, but Joey McGuire might get an extension after this one. <laughs> might uh,
2: two things look true. I know that Joey McGuire is getting an extension and Gary Patterson is sharpening a knife somewhere. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, wow. The really funny thing is the goal, I don't care about style points. When you don't have your starting quarterback, when you lose Xavier Worthy, like just win the game, I don't care about the style points at that point. It's just a bummer that a Texas team that I think still has upside, right? So not everybody get all doom and gloom and like quit on the team or any of that nonsense. But I think that there's a Texas team that still has upside. And now we're 0-1 in Big 12 play against a team that I do not believe will finish up near the top of the Big 12. Let me just say that. So that's a bummer, man.
0: Yeah, it's bad uh, because uh, Texas, you know, we talked about it. Can they have two losses and play in the Big 12 championship? Uh, We think so probably. Uh, But at the same time, this is one that they needed to go on the road and and win. Uh, Paul, thanks for your time, bud. Uh, We'll catch you on the other side. Be looking for Paul's uh, uh, write-ups, his post-mortems each and every week after game, offense, defense, as well as special teams. Uh, You can get that on InsideTexas.com. Thanks for your time, Paul. Uh, Take care, care, Rod, 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 I wanted to ask you this. I mean, we, Every week we try to go the offensive and defensive players of the week uh, and try to think of who might the MVP be. Uh, Let's start with offense for you. Who
1: do you think it was? Uh, Honestly, I'm looking at it, man. It's got to be Hudson Carr.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, Rod, you you may have uh, timed out there on me. Uh, We'll uh, try to get you back on the other side. Um, I think that, you know, if we really look at this and try to figure it out, uh, Texas is in a scenario now where uh, they've, they've got to figure out what, who their bell cow is on offense. Obviously West Virginia just beat Virginia tech uh, last week. And so I don't know uh, if Hudson Car- Hudson Card he was going with Rob was going with, uh, I don't know if uh, he's going to uh, be able to um, uh, come back on, but we'll try to make sure he, he gets there. But Hudson card was the guy. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're going to have Quinn Ewers most likely next, next week if, if he's available. Rod, are you there now, bud? Yes, sir. Were you going with yeah. Hudson Card? Was I hearing you right on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious uh, that it's Hudson Card. I mean, even running the football, he had such uh, some timely uh, scrambles running the football, but he made some crucial throws, too. So Hudson Card's my guy. And, you know, usually it's easy because Bijan had a decent game, too, but uh, Bijan also had that crucial fumble late in the game. And Huston Carr stepped up late in the game, let that uh what should have been uh, you know, a close game winning drive, but just to tie the football game up and send it to overtime.
0: Yeah. What about, uh, let me ask you this, Rod. Uh, what about um, the defense? I I would go Hudson guard on offense too. What about defense? Did
1: anybody in your opinion have a great game? Uh, Jaday Barron. I mean, Jaday Barron had a hell of a game. I haven't looked at the stats. I'm just going off the eye test. Uh, but man, Jaday Barron made a lot of plays on defense um, was, you know, one of those guys that didn't seem intimidated by the moment and i'm trying to think of some other guys who might have stepped up the secondary and there's reason Jade barron stands out is because the secondary got attacked dbu was under attack in this game uh they really were they went after a lot of guys they went after uh the safeties Uh, they went after those young corners on the outside a couple of times and you just didn't see enough of the young dbs make plays didn't see enough of the veteran dbs make enough plays and with donovan smith You know, he's a guy that's got a strong arm. He's got a live arm. I mean, he looks the part he really does. But we also know, watching the film, he makes mistakes. All right? He makes bad decisions. He had thrown two pick sixes going into this game, thrown five interceptions, and yet the Texas DBs didn't seem to be able to get their hands on any of the balls. Uh, You allowed him to have his best game that he's ever had against what's supposed to be DBU. So ultimately, DBs did not have a great game. But I'll give it to Dave Barron. I thought he actually stepped it up.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel good about Barron. I feel good about uh, Hudson Card on offense, but I would probably go uh, with uh, Anthony Cook. Uh, I thought he played the run a little bit better than Barron. Barron had a couple of problems. Uh, he's the one that allowed the the long pass down the third down the, the sideline on a third down after, uh, I think, Agufu uh, uh, jumped, off side, jumped off sides uh, and didn't play the ball. Uh, he had a chance as the the guy coming over the top to play the ball. He didn't. uh, And I think that cost Texas. Um, You know, I don't know that I would say there's a, there's a uh, player of the game on either side, really. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, when you have a hundred plays run against you, you're going to get two guys in double digit tackles and and two other guys with nine. Right. Yeah. Um, Rod, um, you know, let me ask you this. Do you think this is a, a bad enough, performance on defense where you think texas needs to make a change
1: on at at coordinator oh wow um not yet because if you were going to do that you should just did it during the offseason then if if you had that little faith in your coordinator then why the hell did you why the hell did you wait if you had that little faith that you should have made the change during the offseason that would give me a little pause about sark like that's The reason you doubled down with PK, you brought, you know, Gary Patterson in to be a sounding board, a consultant, special assistant. That's great. Uh, But you should just hire him as DC. Then if you were going to, the first bad game, your DC had, if you were going to make a change, then I need to see a trend because I thought we'd all thought that was growth in the first two games. Now, trust me, I'm not a PK apologist, but I am saying Sark as a overall, you know, uh, the guy that said, you know, the, the architect i guess of this you know this blueprint this culture uh, you should have you should have just fired him in the offseason to make the change if if this is how little faith you had in the man one bad game and then he's done right you should just did i'm not saying that i'm not saying he should be there right you maybe you should have made the change anyway but one game in and you decide to make the move then it was already a fragile relationship and that means you basically made a mistake by doubling down you admitted your mistake um, so I would say just hey, they get it, bring Gary Patterson on the road trips if he ain't already coming. That's be my first piece of advice. I don't know if he was there. I didn't see him on was Gary Patterson on the sideline. Was he there? Was yes, he? he was. I, I oh, think God. I think
0: he goes to all games. I mean, he's there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that, that Texas needs to make a change at defense coordinator either. I I'm with you if if you're gonna make that change, you make it in the offseason. Um, you know, this is something I wanted to mention because I saw it too. And this is a real problem I have fumble in the first half by the quarterback. The defense just stood there looking at it, thinking the ball was dead. The ball was live and the brains were dead on the defense. <laughs> uh, Tech then goes on, scores a touchdown, I think the very next play. Um, and the ball was out. And, you know, I, I felt like I did not feel like all 11 were running to the ball all game long. Now, second half, after playing in 100, seeing 100 plays, but I felt like that for the first quarter and a half.
1: Hmm.
0: I felt like Texas was sleepwalking on defense, and that has been a habitual issue uh, for the Longhorns uh, under uh, uh, Pete Kwiatkowski. They've, to, Paul, to Paul's point, who we heard on earlier, Paul Wadlington's point, you got to take away some of what the offense does um otherwise you're just inviting them to walk down the field on you
1: yeah i i think you know my biggest uh criticism of pk last year was uh, on the money downs right on third down third and long in the red zone um i did not see enough creativity and i didn't see enough aggression right from that defense. You need to dictate. That's one of the only times where the odds actually flip in favor of the defense is third and long. And that's when I need you to become not only uber uber aggressive, but dictate the circumstance. And I didn't see enough of that. I see him, you know, his defense is oftentimes playing uh, back on their heels and allowing the offenses to kind of dictate the situation. Uh, but I thought early on this season that the third and longs, at least the third and longs, we saw, and I, maybe it was GP's influence, I thought I saw more elaborate, exotic schemes. I thought I saw them uh, trying to mix in what I call kind of cheat codes for the defense, whether it be twists and stunts up front, whether it be blitzing off the edge, whether it be split coverages. Um, but I would admit in the Texas Tech game, and maybe they assumed with the air raid offense, they didn't need to do that. Uh, but I didn't see them. The feel for the game was what I always questioned with Sark and his coaching staff. I didn't see them adjust to the feel for the game. And I think they thought at one point they had this game in hand and it seemed like they relaxed as a team. And and it seemed like the the coaching staff might've relaxed first and then the team felt them relax. And then they all relaxed. And the, and Texas tech did not at all. They were always playing at a fever pitch and they were always on edge because their coach was going for it every fourth down. So they were constantly playing. They were literally, what what they say is four down territory. That's a sense of urgency. That's how Texas Tech played. It was always four down territory for them, every damn drive, every damn play, and that's how they played. And Texas didn't match that energy, not the entire four quarters on the road. And you got to give Tech credit for hell, not not just four quarters, four quarters and overtime period as well. And when your leader Bijan Robinson drops that ball, um, that was almost symbolic to me, um, where <laughs> when Bijan Robinson fumbles the ball in clutch time. Man, that's how I figured that it was Texas Tech's day. It really was. I don't. Bijan Robinson just doesn't lose fumbles, especially in clutch time. And Paul's right. That was a that wasn't a bad Bijan play. It was it was a bad play because he lost the ball. But it was a better play by the defender Merriweather, who I think Bijan was shocked, Bobby, because he's never tackled cleanly. Nobody ever gets head head across the bow on, on Bijan.
0: <laughs> so I got I got to say this: um, Jatavian Sanders just absolutely whiffed on that block. If you go back and watch, uh, he just whiffed. Um, yep. And so, um, you know, as much as Jatavian Sanders has improved in my opinion uh, and becoming more and more reliable, he's still having, uh, he's still not perfect. And the Texas tech player made a good play. And that's, that's what helps you win a football game. Right. Uh, I think tech started nine or 10 seniors on this on defense. defense. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see where Texas goes from here uh, because you know, JT Daniels gonna to try to throw the ball around the yard too for West Virginia.
1: He looked better. And, He's looking better and better. In an yeah. air raid offense, too.
0: <laughs> yep. And so uh, you know, let's see what happens. Um uh tech controlled the game though in the second half.
1: Yes, the they bottom did. line.
0: Yep. Uh, and you know, Texas, I felt was fortunate. It was a hell of a drive to end the first half by Texas, by the way. That that's when I said, huh. Hudson cards got an idea of what he's trying to do here in this game. Uh, but that, that uh, did not last. Uh, and the play calling didn't last. Uh, was it because Xavier worthy got injured and all of a sudden they didn't have to respect the outside receiver as much, you know, does. Part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they threw that fade, that, that inside fade or outside fade to Tariq Milton on the off the goal line. You know, does does Xavier worthy running that get a little bit more space open? Maybe. Um, I don't know if it would have necessarily been complete. Xavier dropped the ball wide open in the the first half. That was just a bad, bad miss too.
1: You talking with the deep ball over the outside shoulder? No, like, no, like, the front the one in the the one that oh went yes, like well. yeah. the slant, you get to the house. It was like a it was like a curl route.
0: It was like a comeback, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a comeback. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah. And, to the house. yeah.
0: yeah, because the guy stumbled. I mean, I mean he it. he literally could have had that and gone. I think Texas ended up scoring on that possession, anyways. Um, but you know, Texas has got to figure this out. Um, we're looking at the drive chart. Uh, look at how they finished the second half. Okay, after they went over in downs to start the second half. Okay, field goal, TD, downs, TD, field goal, field goal. Texas yeah. got off the got only got off the field once in the second half after that first initial drive. Yeah, that's the story of the game.
1: It really is. Uh, I mean, no question. Y-
0: you know, you can talk about it all you want, but Texas did not get off the field. And, and so I- if that's six of eight yep, or whatever the problem is, um, you know, it- it's going to be interesting. I, I feel like the-, the other problem I'm having, even though they are getting pressure, Rod, they're not getting home. And so even in that third and 26, it only came because they actually – Got uh, a running back behind the line of scrimmage, on a on a uh, ball. They're they're not creating third and long um, yep. enough. Now yep. is that because they're allowing uh, opponents to dink and dunk around the field? Maybe, uh, but those third and longs that you, you that you want to get off the field on, there was really only one real third and long all day for Texas Tech. Third and 26. Everything else I think was third and below 10,
1: if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that Texas at least bragged about in the offseason that they were going to do is implement title coverage. right? And we do see the boundary corner, Ryan Watts playing bump and run. Um, You do see it at times formationally. uh, Both corners will be playing bump and run coverage. Um, But I think you're going to see title coverage from the safeties too from the interior wide the receivers, right? Whether it be your tight ends, uh, your running backs, I think and I, it's going to be a risk because you're not going to be able to have that umbrella coverage you want um, and have that safety. Some and matter of fact, I, I, Texas Tech did it. Um, during the during the game, they started backing their, their single high safety up, right? They closed the middle of the field, backed that single high safety up 20 yards or so, and just said, we'll just have one true safety, all right, for any big play. But other than that, everybody else is compressing, all right? We're going to move everybody up after X-Man is out of the game. They figure we don't really have to worry about doubling any one receiver. So we're going to bring everybody down. They almost played it kind of how Oklahoma State did last year under, under Jim Knowles, right? We're like, we're always want to play the sticks. We're going to play flat-footed on the sticks because that's all you guys can do because you can't threaten us deeper than that. And I think that is how they kind of held Texas. And I think for, for you start looking at, you know, the way Texas can counter that. Um, I think they got to play tighter coverage. And unfortunately, you got to bring your safeties down. It's a risk, but your safeties can cover well. You got Anthony Cook and Jaron Thompson. Jaron Thompson is one of the better coverage safeties in the in the conference, honestly. And Anthony Cook used to play, play corner. He can cover too. So I would start bringing those safeties down. We did it when I played because we had Ahmad Brooks and Nathan Basher as our two safeties. Hell, we'd come down and almost play zero coverage at times. Um, because we had to, we wanted to be able to get to the quarterback really quickly, but we also want to take away any quick routes. Now, different era of football, we could pace in space, but you got to take away the quick reads and force that quarterback to go to a secondary read or to hold onto the ball long enough for the pressure to get home. Like you said, problem is right now. Yeah, you, you've created pressure, something you didn't have last year. Hey, congratulations. You were in the worst teams in college football last year, 108th in the country, I believe in pressure rate. Now the next phase is you either got to get home or that pressure needs to start creating turnovers. It's not doing either for you right now. And I think the answer has got to be tighter coverage on the, on the perimeter. I, you know what else I think it needs to be
0: is I think they need to try some new, new blood rushing the passer. Um, you know, I, I feel like Ovia Agufu is just not, he's not doing it. He's almost um, good enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's not great against the run either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know i'd like to see ethan Burke get an opportunity because i thought in in very limited time he had he he could have uh maybe helped today but you know at the same time texas we knew texas had a lack of playmakers on defense and that's one of the reasons why losing a guy like demarvian overshown in the first half matters um because of all the players at texas right now the only playmaker really is overshown and i'm not sure uh that he's in a position. I mean, he's not really a linebacker. He's not really a safety. He's kind of this hybrid and you can kind of game plan around him. Uh, I'm not sure. Is there a defensive playmaker right now? Do you feel like, like you've been, you play with great players. Is, do you feel like there is
1: one? I, and it's interesting. Like what's the definition? I would say this, there's not a player on the D line or as a coverage defender in the secondary who can consistently win one-on-one battles the majority of the time. And that's the problem, right? And I see that's the problem, even across the board. Now, guys are running more of those, but if you're a dominant player, uh, especially as a coverage defender on the D-line, then you win your one-on-ones damn near every time. Like, I You, you better put two guys on me uh, if I'm on the D-line or in the secondary, I can cancel out a receiver because I win my one-on-ones the majority of the time and you can build a defensive game plan around those guys. Texas doesn't really have those types of defenders on the defensive front or in the secondary and coverage. And that's how you start winning the numbers battle, right? That's why, you know, when you have a player being double teamed on the D line that allows me now to flip the numbers advantage in my favor as a defense and Texas can't really do that. And I think ultimately that's what you're seeing uh, from the secondary and why the secondary is being hurt right now, because, they're not able to consistently be able to win one-on-one battles. We saw that versus Tech. receivers are good, but they're not great. They're not great. You should have been able to win the majority of your one-on-one coverage battles versus those guys in Texas. And Sorry, in Texas could not, especially when it came to the linebackers in coverage. Linebackers, which are always a liability in coverage, but Texas specifically, I think you saw even Jalen Ford, even Diamante Tucker-Dorsey, even when DeMarvion Overshawn got in there, they still took advantage of those linebackers and coverage. They won't be the last. There'll be a lot of teams trying to do the same thing and replicate that very blueprint. That's the problem, too, because in the Big 12, there are a lot of teams that run very similar concepts uh, to what you just saw with Texas Tech. Graham Harrell's going to run his version of the air raid. Hell, Jeff Levy runs a veer and shoot. There's a lot of teams that can copy a lot of the principles that exposed and exploited Texas versus Texas Tech.
0: Yeah. I I feel like they don't have playmakers on defense. I mean, I think Byron Murphy's as close as it is on the defensive end, on the defensive line, but he's not a pass rushing guy. No. Um, And I think overshone he's limited because he's not necessarily a true linebacker. Um, And in the secondary, I don't, does anybody, I, I think Anthony cook has been solid all year. Uh, Jared Thompson is not playing the ball in the air either, by the way, uh, on deep balls. Uh, he's in and up there a day late, dollar short. He got beat for that touchdown on that uh, wheel route of sorts. Uh, they over, overloaded that one side uh, to the running back. Uh, Thompson was trying to come down, looked like he was trying to come down the alley to, uh, to, to uh, play the counter play, and they just threw it out there, uh, and the guy walked in the end zone. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion right now, Rod, that uh, the Texas defense just doesn't have the dudes. Um, and that doesn't mean, that doesn't excuse six of eight. That doesn't excuse um, a six of eight on four downs. That doesn't excuse uh, a bend but bro- don't break style where um, Texas gives up 14 points, I think, on the first two possessions um, by uh, its opponents um, before they actually you know, strike back and uh, do some stuff. Um, I feel like, um, you know, there's, there are issues there. Um, Texas did have an injury to Moro Ojomo. What, well, we don't know if it's an injury or another issue with Moro or Ojomo. Uh, we're trying to find that out. We also don't know, by the way, the extenuating injury of uh, Xavier Worthy at this point either, although he was clearly out uh, the entire second half. So we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens there. Uh, this offensive line, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, your
1: thoughts overall on the offensive line today? Um, you know, yeah. It, essentially, I still think the run blocking for the offensive line um, has has been an issue all season long. It's inconsistent. Um, they cannot establish a, a rhythm in the running game. Right? There just doesn't seem to be – I mean, they do. They pop them. Uh, they'll pop every now and then, and they'll get their share of gains – but then there's too many negative plays, right? Sporadically that set the running game back. Then it puts you in third and long, which is why Texas third down offense has been struggling all year long, especially without Quinn Ewers, without QB1. So that's the only problem with the offensive line right now. I understand they're young, so they're gonna struggle in pass protection. That's 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 tough on any offensive line, period, especially when you got two true freshmen on the offensive line. And hell, I'll see Texas Tech's defensive line. It's no joke. I mean, Tyree Wilson is a decent player. Uh, they got some really good interior players there on the Texas Tech defensive line. So they, they are actually really impressive. What has been the, a consistent problem, unfortunately, for the Texas offensive line all year is I don't like the negative plays they have that set them back in the running game. Like I said, I need more of a rhythm. I can't, you know, I, it's like I said, it, I wish I could tell you what the bread and butter run plays are for Texas. I should be able to tell you that watching the film, and I can't really tell you what they are. I, I think
0: I think the problem is this. I, I, I think that people don't respect Hudson card deep.
1: That's fair. Why would you? I, I get it. Yeah, why would why would you? And that's not, mean, I'm not I'm not insulting. So, so I thought I thought
0: the Texas D line or the Texas O line uh faced a lot of seven-man boxes, eight-man boxes today. Uh especially they they were. Tech was walking it up on first down. It wasn't. It wasn't just on third and short or fourth and short. They were playing seven man box a lot. Um, and when they didn't, Texas was moving the ball. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like uh, that's part of the problem here. Is uh, Sark's offense maybe may need a quarterback that can get people open deep uh, because he's not. He's not running people short to the sticks. That's just <laughs> not what he does. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not he's trying funny. to be.
2: He's
1: there's so, no, no. His first down pass rate in the first half. Go look at it. His first down pass rate is probably close to seventy percent. So he understands that teams are loading the box early. Like I said, it reminded me. I remember watching. It reminded me that Jim knows defense, for Oklahoma State last year, they were just casually walking up to the line of scrimmage, like, "Hey guys, you got to back them up." And usually, you make them pay with what the deep ball and Texas can't really do that with Hudson card and his card has been really good so far, but he is limited. And one of the limitations is the inconsistency on the deep ball. He's around 27% completion percentage. Harold Quinn, yours is around 38% already. So there's a huge difference in making teams fear the deep ball, which is why those safeties will be backing up five, 10 yards deeper.
0: Um, Rod, uh, thinking about next week, um, Texas can't let this game beat them twice. Uh, they have to, they have to go out and beat West Virginia. West Virginia is not a great team, uh, but right now, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Texas. 0 and one in conference. Uh, they are one in seven under Steve Sarkeesian in conference.
1: Wow. I'm um, glad. I wish you didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: As good as the longhorns looked against Alabama, they've got to find a way to close out these games and win them. Um, I felt like they had a chance to win that, to win this game today. And they just didn't come through. They did not play well in the second half. Uh, Only got off the field twice in the second half. And one of them was the very first drive of the, of the second half. Um, It was just one of those games where anything that they could do wrong, they did wrong. Third down offsides, you know, didn't make good yardage on first down uh, in the second half on offense. Uh, You know, it it felt like they got they just got beat. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure
1: what to say at, at wow. this point. No, it's it, it 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 it's crazy because I remember after the Bama game, everybody was still flying high. We weren't talking about more victories, but I do remember saying and even on this post game and telling people, I said, "Listen, it's great that you played with Bama for four quarters down to the wire, but." The Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Lizzo size, but is you still lost after you held a lead going into the fourth quarter. And in what five of the seven losses in 2021, you had a lead <laughs> going into the fourth quarter. Um You know, so sorry. Sorry. In three of those, uh, I believe it's three of those seven losses, maybe it's something like four of those seven losses. You had a lead in the fourth quarter of those. Uh, So it's once again, it's the second half, either lack of adjustments or the second half adjustments that are coming back to Hunt, Texas. And you've got enough talent. You've got enough strategy scheme. To get a lead on a quality opponent in any situation. Hell, ranked opponents last year. Hell, even Bama going into the fourth quarter, but you still can't close. And that's the lesson. And if you want to go back to the one thing Sarks teams cannot do, they can't close. And coffees for closers, right? A B C always be closing. So that's the constant theme for me that I keep looking at. It's like, man, they played Bama close, but couldn't close. Man, Texas Tech, they battled it out, but couldn't close. And football is a game where you got to find a way to close it out in the fourth quarter. And Texas can't do that right now. That's to me. And that's why I'm a little concerned about them going into big 12 play. Cause I foresee a lot of these games for, with Texas going down to the fourth quarter in the end, and they want to find a way to close. And right now that's not something they do very well.
0: No, it's not. I mean, I, I don't think there's that you're, you're not wrong. Uh, they have not played uh fourth quarter as well. Uh, You know, not just this year. I'm talking about uh, under Steve Sarkeesian at this point. Exactly. Uh, A lot of that is because the defense gets so tired out. They did it. It happened last. This is where it does make a lot of sense about what had happened last year. They would get just run down in the second half because either the offense couldn't move the ball or they were getting nickeled and dimed all the way down and then,
1: you know, putting in yourself in do or die situations. Yep. All too often, they would win the battle of game planning, win the battle of preparation. And I think Sark did it again, but lose the battle of adjustments. And that's the game. The the game is a battle of adjustments. Everybody knows the opening script. Hell, Texas was – actually, I'll give PK credit. PK adjusted really well to Tex opening script. Remember, they scored their first two drives. And once they got off script, he made a great adjustment. But what comes after the adjustment? Then there's the counter, the chess match within the game, And you did not see him actually make the adjustment to their counter, which was attacking the middle of the field, attacking the linebackers. Um, He really didn't have an answer for it. Um, And that's the game within the game that I think Texas loses all too often.
0: The postgame show is brought to you by uh, accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker, Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a long time Austin real estate expert Uh, contact Laura at Laura at Andy Allen team.com Rod, uh, as we look forward to uh, West Virginia coming to town next week. um, Is there anything if Quinn Ewers plays, if Xavier worthy's healthy, I guess. Wow. Reasonable question, right? Yeah. Um, What does Texas need to do to beat West Virginia to come back from this? The, The defense uh, you know, are, are they going to change or is this just who it is, uh, who they are?
1: Um, well, you know, football, Bobby. Um, well, once you're exposed for having a weakness, everybody's going to pick at it until you <laughs> until you improve um, and until you actually go out there and, and and actually show people that, you know, that is no longer a weakness. you got to go somewhere else to try to exploit me. So I believe West Virginia is going to go after that secondary. I think they'll go after the linebackers in coverage. I would. And if I am Neil Brown, who, by the way, I think has got nothing to lose at this point because he's on the hot seat. I mean, he may be a dead man walking, if you will. And he may decide, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see if it's my lucky day. He went for it on fourth down eight times to extend drives and wear Texas down. I'm going to see if I can do the same thing too. So I would not doubt if they came in with a really similar game plan to what Texas tech just did. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you this. I, I truly believe it, you know, because I know Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer are good, good friends. Yeah, they were on that Dave Campbell Texas Football Magazine together. Um, I'm going to go back and look at it and go look at the detail of it. Similar game plans. I bet they shared some some secrets. <laughs> yeah, they may have. <laughs> good old it's- high school football coaching buddies, man. Uh, so if, I, if I'm if i sorry, though, this is my concern. The Alabama game was great, right? And I think we all got a little uh, tipsy from it if you will. And maybe the team did too. It showed the, the ceiling for this team, right? What is possible for this team. But the truth is that's not real football. And what I mean by that is they probably prepared for Bama for three or four months, right? Put a ton of work in Bama. That's not real football. Football is week to week. Football is week to week. You got, they, they got classes to go to. You only got a certain amount of hours to practice. You only got a certain amount of hours to watch film. You got to depend on them to watch their own film. You got to worry about the injury report guys getting hurt. All right. It's about solving problems week to week. I'm, I'm glad you came up with a great game plan for Bama. God bless you. All right. You made the, you did the Longhorn brand proud on one of the biggest stages they've ever had. And I'm really happy for it. It showed the promise and the potential for Texas football. But that ain't real football, just so you know, Sark. Real football is week to week. Solve the problems week to week. So you can't play Bama down to the wire and then get beat by Texas Tech on the road. Them two things don't add up for Longhorn fans. You're just frustrating, just making them crazy. (laughs) So real football, solve the problem week to week. And I think this week he failed to solve the week to week problem, which was have those guys ready to play and put Texas Tech out of their misery before they became a real problem, and he didn't. He had a chance to early in the first half, and then that early first part of the second half, they did. They let Tech stick around. That's what happens when you let them stick around.
0: Yeah, had a, they had the ball and a ten point lead. Yeah, you uh, it. and Texas <laughs> went for it on fourth and two, did not make it. Made it a new game. Tech went down and scored, made it a one score game. Uh, never had a two score game. Uh, then they they uh, had one more. I think they had another uh, two score uh, lead at one point in the third quarter, uh, but squandered that as well. Uh, So uh, Texas Tech beats Texas 37-34 in overtime in Lubbock. Uh, You know, we always say weird things happen in Lubbock. They do.
1: Yes, they do. Oh,
0: you're you're overestimating that. Nah, it's a road game. Uh, They, You know, Texas Tech's a a team that cares a lot about beating Texas. But you know what? Good. That's part of being the University of Texas, and the Longhorns, uh, need to come back from this, uh, and show what they really are worth. Uh, they're going to play a West Virginia team that's going to be coming in with confidence. They beat, I think, they beat Virginia Tech by 20 plus, yep. uh, or so. I think it was 33 10 or 33 14, so 19 maybe. Uh, can't remember exactly. Now, Virginia Tech's down, uh, but that was still a, a very decisive victory for West Virginia. And Texas only two and two. Um, and, uh, this is this now Texas 0-1 in conference play, and I wrote on Inside Texas today, one team was going to emerge 3-1 and and 1-0 and in conference play, and Texas wanted to be that team, and they did not get it done today. I thought they were outplayed in the second half. Uh, they did not get home to the quarterback. Uh, their quarterback did not make any mistakes. Texas couldn't get uh, off the field uh, at virtually any point in the game. Uh, did you feel confident that Texas would get off the field? That was the other thing that just got me going is uh, they literally there was at no point. Did you say, okay they're going to get off the field here or they should stop them here. Um, But, you know, that's that's what happens. Uh, Longhorn's trying uh, to, you know, get out of this snide, really, that they're on over the last several years of losing this close games. It wasn't just this team and Steve Sarkeesian. It was Tom Herman that did this. Um, Yeah, He He
1: loved the post game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, go back, correct the problems, figure out what what people are attacking you. Uh, I definitely would uh, ask them to look at at some personnel on defense, because I do think uh, a guy like Ethan Burke may be able to make some off schedule plays. No off schedule plays today from from the Texas defense, in my opinion. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens next week rod um you have anything else you want to add uh because right now longhorns look like they got some some issues ahead of them heading into this week
1: yeah they got to go back to work um you know it's obviously you know failure is not final right <laughs> uh you know what i mean so that's something they can it's not fatal for them so they can go back to work this is a team that still got a chance to make it to the big 12 title i think looking at the big 12 it's still really really competitive I think whoever's in the big 12 championship, those two teams, um, one of them will have cl- cl- probably two blemishes on their record. Um, I think the other team could have a, a loss as well. You're not going to have an undefeated team un- unscathed go to the big 12 title game this year. So, and if Texas takes out the, you know, the perennial perennial heavyweights, the Oklahomas and the Oklahoma States ahead of them, then they'll do themselves a favor uh, and it can still be in the big 12 title hunt. So, they're really the, the path is still open for Texas this year. What they can't do, like you said, is have this loss end up uh, beating them twice next week versus West Virginia. If that, that's what happened last year, right? Last year it snowballed, right? You, it, you came into the Oklahoma game with only one loss. Everything you still were riding high. You were up oh, what up 21 points on Oklahoma, still riding high. And after that second half, everything snowballed for Texas, and they could never stop. From sinking in quicksand, this is up to Sark. It's up to the leadership. If their culture has truly changed, all right, next week will be, for Texas, it, they'll be reinvigorated. It'll be a chance for them to prove that the culture has truly improved and that the culture is different. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, if, if it's the same culture and the same um, systemic issues that existed from last season, Bobby, then this team will struggle versus West Virginia, a mediocre to average team, and they could potentially get beat. But if they are the real deal, then they'll bounce back. Uh, and we'll see this team and the best version of this team next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to say, I want to take this question before we leave here. Problem is, Texas thinks they are good. Newsflash, you are not good until you are.
1: Hey. And you know what? I was never good. Even when I was even when I was winning eleven games, I told you, Bobby, we left disappointed because we were like we should have won more. We should have won championships. That's the standard. Like you said, when we were eleven, we won eleven games. We still weren't good. We left thinking, man, we disappointed the brand. The brand deserves better. Damn right it does.
0: Yeah, They're, they've got they've got to they've got to come come to Jesus meeting yep. <laughs> this week mm-hmm. uh, because. Oh, yeah. uh, there are no there are not going to be any easy victories for this Texas team with not, not with Hudson Card at quarterback. Um and that's just my opinion. Uh I feel like uh he just doesn't have that extra something that scares opponents, uh especially not deep uh in Sark's offense. And yep. uh given uh that that's the case, uh, you know, and we don't know for sure that that he's coming back next week, that yours will be back next week. Uh, Sark needs to call up some some different things if if that's going to be what he's got uh, because right now he's going in uh, not knowing uh, where he's at. He's got to make make some pretty big calls, I think, uh, yeah. because this team is is uh, after after playing uh, Alabama tooth and nail. They they beat uh, UTSA. UTSA had some chances, mm-hmm. uh, but the problem here is Texas just they could not get off the field. Uh, six of eight. On fourth down uh, today for Texas Tech. Texas Tech again, I think only had one third down of more than third and ten all day. Yeah. No, no major. I, I feel like that's a that's a bad sign for a defense that needs to put people in third and long, uh, because they don't have that overwhelming talent. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Rod, any parting thoughts for you?
1: Uh, yeah, the defense needs to like we need to figure out what the defense does well. Like, what's their, what's the thing they do as well or if better than everybody else, right? Is it, do they get to the quarterback? Obviously not. They don't create turnovers. Can they lock down defenses and man cover? Lock down offenses and man coverage. So I think right now the problem is, like you said, they don't, they cannot, uh, they don't have a signature really. Something that they can hang their hat on. This is what we do. This is our identity. This is how we dictate the terms and tempo of the game. Uh, So right now I think they are uh, really kind of, uh, you know, victims of whatever the the offense is deciding they want to do. And they're adjusting and adapting to the offense when we need to see them dictate the tempo more. And that's what's going to happen. Uh, so I want to see the defense go through a transformation here. I'm looking forward to that because if not with Hudson card, this is going to be uh, a struggle uh, for this team to win games because they would have to win with defense and field position with Hudson card at quarterback. Other than that, they got to pray that Quinn Ewers comes back sooner rather than later.
0: Yep. All right, that's Rod Babers uh, of The Horn. Uh, you can catch his uh, show on the 104.9, The Horn, in Austin. Uh, weekdays, 3 to 7. He's got the drive time slot. Uh, please check out his show. Uh, he also does a uh, podcast called The Blitz with Jeff Howe. That's uh, a great show as well. Uh, Rod Babers, thank you for joining us. Uh, also, please check us out. Post-game, plenty of more post-game coverage writing uh, on InsideTexas.com. Right now, $1 for one month. Uh, At Inside Texas, Uh, this has been the On Texas Football Postgame Show. Uh, Thanks for watching.